Hi, I'm Cameron. And I'm Emily. I've never read Twilight before. And I've read the books too many times to count, but now we're reading them together. Welcome to Unbitten, a journey through the Twilight Saga. (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys. What an eventful time we've had since our last recording when Cam got COVID. (laughs) And that's not all. And that's not all. But wait, <laughs> right, there's guys. more. Literally, but wait, there's more. Okay, so remember in the last episode, you guys know, you've listened, <laughs> where I was like, sorry if I sound weird today. I have a silly little cough. IDK what it is. Ah. Um, so then <laughs> after- Literally, <laughs> ah. No, that's what I sounded like. Yeah. So then <clears throat> after that, I went and uh, took a little COVID test immediately after recording. Found out I had COVID. So- <laughs> Oopsie daisies. That one's on me, besties. Um, but then, so I, I had COVID. That sucked for a while. And then I got better. Great. That was cool. But, while you complained that you couldn't taste anything for like a week. <laughs> oh, I also did do that. I couldn't. I'm good now. I can taste things just diddly darn fine. <laughs> but it was, it, was, it was a moment for like a week or so. You're like, oh Everything my God, my job is like- to taste things and tell people what they taste like. <laughs> No, literally, because we had all these new, like, syrups and shrubs at work, and I couldn't taste any of them to tell people what they tasted like. And I had to be like, here's the thing, besties, to my customers. Here's the thing, besties. I can't taste them or smell them. Yeah. But I think they're good. I think that's hilarious. (laughs) Just an important detail to include. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was fun. And then, okay, so then we go to last Friday. Okay, and we also recorded our last episode really, like, early. Yeah. So we had a lot of time. And then we're recording this episode, like, pretty soon before we have to release it. So it's been, like, kind of, like, like three weeks or something Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So I, (laughs) last Friday... Woke up at in the middle of the night with, like, really bad stomach pain. And I was like, this is weird. Mm, interesting how that is. And I took a bunch of, like, Pepto-Bismol. And, and you were like, oh, like, I was out drinking. Like, it must be related to that. Or, like, a long COVID thing, you know. Yeah. That's totally possible. And my COVID yeah, had, yeah. like, a bunch of, like, gastro problems, which the new strain apparently has. So I was like, okay, maybe it's, this is from that. So I go to bed. I try to go to work the next day. I am there for like an hour and a half before I have to leave because I'm in too much pain. I fall asleep for five hours. I wake up. I call the doctor. They're like, what the fuck? You should probably go to the ER because <laughs> I'm still in pain. So I go to the ER at like 8.30 p.m. on a Saturday. And um, at like 1.30 a.m., find out I have appendicitis, <laughs> which is so silly and also goofy. Because when I went to the ER, I texted M and some others in a group chat. It would be really silly if it was appendicitis. Silly and goofy. <laughs> it would be silly and also goofy if it was... Because I was like, there's no way. Well, and I when, also when... messaged you as a supportive friend and I said, what if you just have to poop? <laughs> no, exactly. And then it would be That's... so embarrassing that you're at the ER. <laughs> right. And I was I was worried about that too. Because, <laughs> like, you know, what if... You know, the the doctor didn't think it was appendicitis either until I literally got the like the CAT scan back. Um, so <laughs> he was just like, he was like, oh, do you feel like any roiling? And I, I was like, this dude really thinks I just need to fart really bad. <laughs> so like that was really embarrassing for me. Um, and we were like, okay, we'll do a CT scan just to be safe. And of course, it's fucking appendicitis. <laughs> 
god, girl, you got appendicitis. Surgery tomorrow. Yeah, they were like, I found that out at like um, 1.30 a.m. And they're like, yeah, we're, we have you scheduled like for the morning. It'll probably be around noon tomorrow. Let's note that I've never been to the ER. I've barely been to urgent care. And I've never been a patient in a hospital before. And then my first time in a hospital, I was getting emergency emergency appendectomy. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> so yeah. So just hot girl shit. That, I think so. And then at like five a.m., like I slept for a couple hours, but it hurted. So at five a.m., I got moved to like a norm. I went from the ER to like a normal. Um, like they admitted room, you to a much. room. Exactly. It, I just needed some time for them to like prep it and like whatever. Yeah. And then. I, I, yeah, and then at around noon, I went into surgery. Uh, when I, I woke up, it hurt, but then I <laughs> fell back asleep for, like, four hours. And when I woke up, my parents were there, which is very nice of them. They drove all the way down. Um, and, yeah. And then I got to sit in a room in a lot of pain and watch basketball and so eat orange popsicles. You lost your appendix but gained a new personality trait. <laughs> right, which is the fact that I lost my appendix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if anyone tries to have any conversation with me for the next six months, I'm going to mention it. Oh, for sure. And her glue. Yeah, yeah. That's her That's her thing yeah. right now is we're making <laughs> right. her laugh too much and her glue is going to come undone. That keeps her tummy right. together. Right, right, right. Because they put like surgery glue on it after because I didn't need stitches, but they're just like, it's like some purple glue, whatever. They got some Elmer's glue and plopped <laughs> it on there. I'm sure. They did and arts and crafts on your tummy. They did. And then they signed it. Yeah, too. they did. <laughs> my doctor was like, I did such a good job. I'm going to sign this one. <laughs> Shout out to my surgeon. Um, but yeah, so I got my appendix out. Ask me anything is basically the conclusion. Literally. Here. Oh, my God. And yeah, and I can't work until Sunday we're recording this on this Friday. So it's been like a week since I started feeling pain and um, I can't lift anything more than 10 pounds for six weeks, which means I can't even pick up my cat. I was going to say it. Even your cat is heavier than that. Right. It's unfortunate. She is so fat and I love her for the fact that she's fat, but I can't pick her up. Right Here's now, how like small 10 pounds is like, cause I have a very small and skinny cat and he's more than 10 pounds. Yeah, exactly. Like, my parents' cat is, like, he's always been really, like, underweight. Like, we he, we, we feed him well. He just uh, He's just a skinny boy. Yeah, they just um, have a different metabolism, and that means and that they he, don't yeah. gain weight. And he is around 10 pounds, and he is so light. Like, he is so light. That's crazy, because I see pictures of him, and he looks so floofy that I think, like, oh, he must be a big boy, but he's not. Right. That's why you can't, like, you can't tell that he's super skinny, which is good. Because if he was, like, short-haired, we, <laughs> we were also talking about, like, if he ever got wet, like, we would, <laughs> it would look like we had a skeleton for a cat. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Because he's so, he's, he's a long-haired cat, and he's very fluffy. So he looks, like, bigger, but he's actually very skinny. Um, so, like, when I go to my parents' house and I go and pick him up, he's, like, ridiculously light in comparison to Bean. Because Bean is so chunky. Yeah, good times. Anyway, I can't pick up Bean anymore for six weeks, and I can't go to the gym and lift, which is upsetting, but it's fine. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, that was... so that's what's, been... <laughs> that's what's been going on in my life. <laughs> I was sick for two days, and Cam was like, haha, wouldn't it be funny if you got COVID? And I didn't. 
So that's my I really tried to manifest it. Yeah, you did, but I felt better. Also, I only went to work for two days this week, which is wild. That's kind of kind of fucking nice (laughs) yeah it was because like monday was a holiday here i went to work on tuesday but i felt sick the whole time like all i did was complain that i felt sick then i was like "Ooh, i think i have a fever and cam made fun of me for not having a thermometer (laughs) okay well you should have one i still didn't buy one actually when i was at the store yesterday or today Um, all right well that's on you yeah and then the next day i was like i'm just not gonna go to work because i'm sick like fuck that i have sick days for a reason i'm sick and then the day after that was a snow day because we had freezing rain that it was like unsafe to drive so the university i work at closed and i was like oh lit so i'm only gonna work on friday nice (laughs) hell yeah brother um i didn't go to work at all this week because i'm not out legally legally you cannot legally they won't let me i banged on the door and they said get out i didn't do that i absolutely did not do that <laughs> yeah <laughs> i would much rather not work but yeah so that's a a lot of things have happened in my life you know what else is happening in your life finally finishing eclipse <laughs> yo i'm so happy this book is done <laughs> okay i'm gonna be so okay i say this like a lot and i have respect for this book and its cultural impact and the series and its cultural impact. for sure that being said holy fuck just watch the fucking movies <laughs> yeah, actually, in this case, it's completely an accurate statement to make. There's nothing more in the books that you're missing. <laughs> Anything that you're missing, you will have wished you didn't read. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's yeah. it's very funny, but it's like, literally, if I'm picking, picking between them, that's why I've watched the movies so many times at this point. It's not just like, I have to watch them for the podcast. I'm like, no, they're just fun. <laughs> they're just fun. They're and camp. The... They're giving us culture. They're giving us moments like, say it out loud <laughs> and battle scars which i think i'm i'm hoping i'm gonna get to in this movie don't sure tell me. yeah sure but i i i i think i'm gonna get it because i'm pretty sure jasper says that and i'm pretty sure it's like when they see the wounds of him getting little bitesies you know and where the hell have you been loca <laughs> bella <laughs> speaking of where the hell Bella has been. Let's uh, jump into the last chapter and epilogue of this silly little book we're reading. Let's go. It's called Needs. Okay. There are a lot of needs in this one. Yeah. I'm just going to be honest with you. Yeah. For better or for worse, and mostly worse. Mostly worse, (laughs) as has been the case for most of this book. Series. Yep. Yeah, series. You're right. Book series. Um, (laughs) All right. So Bella's going home. And she can't see anymore because she's crying so much. And then she pulls over and she's like, oh, my God, I I'm glad that I hid this from Jacob, but I cannot show anyone these emotions or whatever the hell. And then Alice because comes. Because she's sad that she like that she like hurt Jacob and like had to like uh, not choose him or whatever. I'm so tired of this. I'm so bored. It's so forced. Yeah, it really, really is like. I don't, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. But, so, Alice sees that she had pulled over. Yeah. And, essentially, Edward comes. Yeah. And he's like, poor baby. <laughs> Let me get in your car and drive you home. Yeah. And she's like, a part of me wanted a different set of arms around me. And I'm like, that is no, so you... fucking rude. Right. It's like, that's not even true. Because she never had those thoughts the entire book until suddenly, on a kiss under duress, she's like, wait. Right. I do love him. And I'm like, no, you don't. 
you're being manipulated, Bestie Queen. Yes. Hate to bring it. I hate to tell you this, but it's it's very very true. It's upsetting. Yeah. Um. There's a lot of things about this that is upsetting. Mm-hmm. That being one of them. Um, yeah. So Edward drives her home, and doesn't even speed, which is impressive wow. for him. Amazing. Wow. And then. What the fuck even happens next? She's still fucking crying the whole time. Which girl, yeah. get a glass of water. So basically, once again, she tells Edward to like wait for her in her bedroom, and then she has to talk to Charlie. And she's crying so much that Charlie's like, "Oh my god, did Jacob die? What happened? What happened?" <laughs> I know. And he Is Jacob gets, dead. Like- <laughs> he gets like upset with her for like saying a heartbreaking thing to him because like you better not have messed up his recovery by doing this at this time. I, listen, I do understand it not being the best time. Like, touche on that. Sure. Fair enough. Um, I think that a teenage heartbreak is not going to kill you. Of course not. Like, I, there is, there is a lot to be said about the, the ties between mental and physical health. Yes. And that should not be diminished. That being said, like, fuck off, Charlie. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Also, I just, like, I really don't like how Charlie is consistently on Jacob's side. Right. That's what bothers me about it. It's not like, oh, like, yeah, it's bad to, like, maybe break up with someone when they're, like, healing and, like, trying to recover. But also, why don't you support your daughter throughout this whole book? No, literally. It pisses me off. It's such horrible parenting that he's just – and it also is, like, honestly, like – it's huge favoritism, and it's fucking misogynistic, too. I'll say it. I don't give a fuck. You can argue with me either way. But, like, he's just like, oh, you dude's feelings, bro. Like, I'm just like, fuck you. Yeah. Give, give a shit about your daughter and the fact that she's crying. Like, the fact that she starts to, like, tear up again, he, like, leaves her alone. I and know. doesn't bother her the entire night, which is, again, really shitty parenting. You, as a parent, cannot be afraid of your child's emotions. Especially your daughter's crying. <laughs> like, right. She's crying so hard that he thinks, like, did Jacob die? Like, did he take a turn for the worst? What's happening? And as soon as she says, oh, nothing happened. I just had to talk to Jacob about some hard things. His anxiety calms and is replaced by disapproval immediately. It's yeah. like, oh, your crying doesn't matter. Actually, Jacob's more important. Right. And that should just, like, <sighs> you. that should never be your immediate thought as a parent and i'll also say that even his anxiety with her crying isn't even about bella it's about jacob yeah because he thought did something terrible happen to jacob and that's the only reason that you would cry did he die right so like throughout this entire thing he doesn't give a fuck about bella's feelings he's just worried about how it pertains to his sweet boy jacob so annoying he, oh, it pisses me off <laughs> it pisses me off too like and, we like, used to be charlie be a parent if you can't yeah but i can't Listen, i like charlie in theory not in practice i love movie charlie because he's yeah. fucking hilarious <laughs> he's funny and he's also so hot billy burke gives his all to it That's, he literally ugh. is serving the entire time it's so funny um, it's pretty funny but unfortunately, in the books, he just starts sucking worse and worse. And I'm like, oh, yeah, where'd my where'd my good dad go? He's gone. Yeah. We lost where'd him. The, where'd the good dad go? And like, if you can't handle your child's emotions, you should not have a child. 
And maybe at a later stage in life, if this was, like, older, I would understand that, you know, your parent doesn't 100% need to support you all the time, especially if you're an adult, especially if there are adult conversations. This is not that. She is a teenage girl who is going through really strong emotion, very strong teenage emotions. You need to just be there for her, and not everything needs to be a lecture that revolves yeah. around you and your self-centered opinions about things. Yeah. And that's just the fucking truth. So, there's that. <laughs> also, like, some dumb shit about Bella trying to undo her bracelet when she goes upstairs. And Edward's like, no, it's part of who you are. And I'm like, okay, whatever. It's a bracelet. Yeah, like, she can take it off up. right now if she's not feeling it. She can put yeah, it back like, on later. Put it back on later. <laughs> yeah. it's, not like she's, it's not like she's throwing it into a fire. Right. Like... Just put it on when you feel better. <laughs> Jeez. Like, it's okay to take off a thing that reminds you of something sad. Like, that's yeah. really, that's okay. And you I, don't need to have it be gone forever. I that's think that's very normal. Okay. Weird. <laughs> also, so weird. She, I just, the drama feels much more escalated by the writing when in reality, I'm like, she, I don't know, broke up with her friend because she suddenly decided, oh my God, I do love him, but I can't love him enough. And like, there's all this angst about it now. And I'm like, she didn't have this the entire time. It just feels over dramatized. Like I'm, you're trying yeah. to make me feel something that I don't at all. Right. You're trying to pack extra drama into the last chapter of this book. And I've stopped caring five chapters ago when yeah. Victoria's head fell on the ground. Exactly. <laughs> like we <laughs> did it. We're happening? done. <laughs> <laughs> like let's move on besties. Yeah. And it's just like, again, not to like minimize her feelings. Cause I'm going on this whole thing about like teenage girls feelings are valid. But also, like, okay, she cried all night and then went to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Like, I understand. Well, That's it's fair. the fact that Let's she says, on. though the night dragged relentlessly, it was not the worst night of my life. I took comfort in that. And I'm like, like okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> You've had right. way worse times. Like, I remember. <laughs> I read the yeah. books. Don't worry. We read the books painstakingly. We were there. For all the times you stared out a window. Right. It's not that I don't think her feelings are valid. I think it's that Stephanie Meyer just wrote them poorly. Right. (laughs) Because she's trying to get us to believe that this was some grand romance that Bella has forsaken for for Edward. And I'm like, no. It was never that. It wasn't. And the annoying... It's so annoying because this has potential. All of this has potential. Of course. It has potential for a great love triangle. It's just written shittily. And then when it has this fallout that was going to happen, she, like, tries to dramatize it so much. And I'm just like, I don't care. Like, I, I, I care about your teenage tears, I guess. But, like, I don't care about you making it like it's the end of the world. She didn't build up the Jacob love angle enough for me to feel like this is a loss. She built up the Jacob right. is an asshole angle. So I'm like, right, good. Exactly. Finally, it's over. So I'm like, damn, ripped to a real one. Didn't like you anyway. Like, what am yeah. I supposed to do here? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Bella goes upstairs and Charlie doesn't bother her because he has a man moment of being afraid of tears. Yeah. Um, Jacob or Bella feels guilty about everything that she's ever done and every mistake she's ever made. And I'm like, oh which my like, God. honestly relatable. <laughs> yeah. I guess that nighttime is the time when you do that. Don't believe yeah. anything that your brain is telling you after 9 p.m. That's a tip no, to everyone. No, literally so true. <laughs> after, okay, listen, after 9 p.m. or two drinks, don't believe it. fucking right. shit all. <laughs> yeah. Your brain is betraying you. Don't listen to it. Don't, unless it tells you you're very hot and sexy. That is always true. Yes. So true. If it's telling mm-hmm. you good things, 
Hell yeah. If you're feeling well, confident, I, I would hell say yeah. not all of the things. Sometimes no. you shouldn't go like send a picture of your boobs to your ex when you're well, drunk, you know? Well, maybe feeling, you feeling hot <laughs> is one thing. Acting a certain way is another. Right. That's true. I think you sh- if it's telling you you're hot and sexy and fun, good thing. If it's telling you to go make bad decisions you're going to regret later, don't do that. <laughs> right. Pretty simple. Yeah. As someone who drinks a lot, I can tell you. There there are lines. <laughs> um, what happens So next? anyway, um, next time I get drunk, I'm going to send you a picture of my boobs. Oh, hell yeah. I've been waiting. <laughs> it's been too long. <laughs> you can share with Liv. It's communal. Oh, thank you. We'll you're both appreciate welcome. it. Yay. Frame it. Oh, God. <clears throat> what a weird image. <laughs> Well, I have, I, I think I've told you this before, that I have paintings of my nudes. Yeah, yeah. My which I think is very them, artful. Which I think is good when it's my, when it's mine. But I think yeah. if I sent you my boobs and then. Right. And then I out, put it on my ceiling above my bed. It'd be right, like, you what? You printed <laughs> them out on like printer paper too. Yeah. With like the white still around the edges. And like <laughs> yeah. your, your printer's running out of ink a little bit. So it's like a little Definitely is. It's color. streaky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it just is stuck to the ceiling with thumbtacks. <laughs> Right. And you're just like, beloved. <laughs> so anyway, so don't do that. If you get drunk, don't do that. Do you not? It's actually stuck with those little um, glow-in-the-dark stars. So true. And there's also, like, next to the picture, you made a heart out of the glow-in-the-dark stars. Yeah. But it's been up there. No, so around the picture. Barely, yeah, they barely glow in the dark anymore, though, because they've been up for so long. <laughs> Oh my god, we're twins and cousins and dating? <laughs> yep, it's true. What was the recent one? Oh what god. Was it? I feel like there was a new one that There happened. was a new one. I don't even know what it was. Fuck. Was it was it cousins? No, no cousins, cousins has been around happened. forever. Cousins is like the OG. <laughs> one of the OGs. One of the OGs. Well it was something. I can't remember. I'm sure it we'll now. remember at some point. <laughs> All I have to search is c- twins cousins and I'll find the other ones that we said. Right. Etc. <laughs> Cousins, cousins. Oh, we're trains. Oh, we are trains. Choo-choo. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't really know, but we're a train. Uh, I guess so. Background noise of Bean's food entering her bowl. <laughs> Background noise of Bean loudly eating her food. <laughs> oh, I know why we're trains. <laughs> why? I'm scared. Because I said, because you said woo and I said woo, <laughs> right one right <laughs> after another. <laughs> And uh, someone said, oh, my God, it was Meg. She said, what are you, trains? And we're like, oh, my God, yes, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. Added to the list, baby. Oh. Added to the list. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, trains aside. Trains aside. I wrote yawn in the corner of the page when Bella was talking about how much damage she did. Because I was like, oh, you're good. 18. It's fine. Yeah. You there will... is only so much damage you can do at 18. If In you fact, you can do more damage. You could get worse. <laughs> right. You could be a lot worse at 18 than what You could like, turn okay. into a vampire and then murder people. <laughs> right. For real. Like, she's like, mm, I hurt a boy's feeling. Mm. This boy is also an asshole. Mm, yeah. Oh, how no, much do we such care? Such irreparable damage. Mm. Yeah. It's like, okay, give it five years and you're going to be like, who's that? <laughs> also, it's the fact that she brings up that she promised she would stop crying about Jacob in front of Edward. Shut up. And she's doing it again, so then she starts crying harder. 
Although I will say, just like when you're crying about something and then you remember oh my something God. that's like kind of small and then you just cry even more. Oh, yeah. It's very relatable. <laughs> We've all been there where you just like remember one thing and you're like, oh, God, it's even worse. <laughs> right. Or like you're having a bad day and you're already crying about something and then you go to get ice cream and there's no more ice cream left. And then you yes. just like fall into hysterics. Yes. Anyone yes. else or just me? <laughs> no, I've. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's definitely happened. I actually made a joke about that yesterday because I picked up groceries and I was like, oh, my God, I almost forgot to get juice. And I was like, and Liv was like, oh, my God, what if I just started crying because you didn't get juice? And I'd be like, (laughs) I'd be out the door buying juice. (laughs) (laughs) Doing hot fiance shit. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, man. You are two things and it is girlfriend and fiance. Yeah. I had that conversation with Liv the other day. I don't know. Yeah, it's the duality of us. We say both. Yeah. And I like that for you. Well, it's because you're bisexual, so you're allowed to be two. I was going to say, it's because I'm bisexual and Liv is not binary. We don't have right. constraints like this. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. Because you're bisexual and Liv is non-binary, you're allowed to be two things, which is definitely what those words mean. That, well, that's what, yeah. That's what those yeah. words mean. <laughs> yeah, guys. Bisexual is only two. And non-binary yep. is only two. Hold on. <laughs> Wait, Wait a minute. A minute. <laughs> Hold on a second. That doesn't make sense. (laughs) The fact that we actually do make that joke, like, probably daily about liking two things. (laughs) Yeah. Or, like, doing two things. And I'm like, yeah, it's because I'm bisexual. (laughs) And Liv's like, yeah, it's because I'm non-binary. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the two things that Liv is is um, everything and nothing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And girlfriend and fiance. Right. That's four things. That's too many things. We need to narrow oh, it no. down. Oh, no. Shit. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. The world the is crumbling before my very out. eyes. <laughs> All right. Should we talk about this fucking book that's stupid and I hate it? I don't <laughs> care anymore. Bella wakes up. Oh, my God. She does. Yeah. She didn't die. I can't believe she doesn't have a headache. Yeah. Because usually you're you, when you cry that much, you lose so much water that I end up with like a dehydration headache. Right. And it's like, and like why my eyes is are all not... puffy. Right. And she's yeah. just hanging out. She, like, I mean, she Edward says her, her voice is, yeah, her voice is hoarse. And I'm like, I mean, fair, but head hurdy. Head hurdy. My voice now... was hurt, hoarse after I had surgery. Right. And now. It's because they stuck Edward's... a breathing tube down my fucking throat. Wait, did they? I thought they just put a mask on. No, they did it after I was asleep. It was <sighs> only when I was asleep, but. So, yeah, so they put, like, an oxygen mask on at first while the sure, yeah. uh, anesthesia was going in the IV. But right, then but then I'm to asleep, make sure put, that, yeah, yeah, to make sure you and kept it's like, breathing. Right, and also because I think it was, like, to keep things down also. Like, they explained oh, yeah. it in some way. Because, like, I guess your it body probably has, has a, some, like, uh, some sort of reaction. One of those, like, yeah, like a balloon on the bottom or something to stop you from, you know, regurgitating anything. Exactly, I think anesthesia yeah. can make you very nauseous. Yeah, that's what it was. So they were, like... It's like a breathing tube, and then it also, yeah, keeps me from, it kept me from throwing anything up. Um, cool. So then I had a sore throat. They were like, if you wake up with a sore throat, and I did, they were like, it's, don't worry about it. We just stuck a tube down there. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, wasn't a dick? Okay, that's <laughs> all new. All right, fair enough, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Weird, but all right. <laughs> okay. Um, Edward is concerned that Bella made the wrong choice because of how much she's crying. Um, Weird. Which, I mean, fair. She's, like, literally in hysterics. And he's like, if you're this upset, 
are you sure? But he did not see her after he <laughs> left her in New Moon. So when she went catatonic for four months. Right. At least she managed to get in a car and drive for like a little bit after yeah. leaving Jacob. Yeah, like, this is an improvement from her dramatics. And I think she like, yeah, she gets up this day. Yeah. That's a great thing. He just doesn't know. Yeah. And then she's like, well, you don't really understand. It's the only way I can live to be with you. And I'm like, all right, you're uh, 18. Yeah. Sure. Uh, um, she she compares her herself book? to Kathy. Yep. <laughs> which is so fucking crazy. <sighs> I, okay. I thought that I was going to hate the Romeo and Juliet comparisons a lot. Right. And I did. But I, I cannot believe she went worse with Wuthering Heights. Yeah, the Romeo and Juliet, like, at least I get it to the degree that, like, I don't know, at the end there was, like, I think she's dead, so I'm gonna die too, but she wasn't dead. Like, that is Romeo and Juliet, right? Right. But this one is so obnoxious. Let's be clear, I haven't read Wuthering Heights. That being said, one, I know very little about it, and all that I know about it is that everyone fucking sucks in that book. (laughs) Like, Literally, that's the only thing I know about it, too. Yeah. It's like, why are we doing this? These are not like, I mean, I suppose they're probably sympathetic in some way, but like. Well, of course. But like, what the fuck? The point is, is to watch a bunch of terrible people do terrible things, right? I um, guess. I mean, I guess. But I just feel like it's so, it it's, it's so forced, this idea that like, oh, they're all terrible and they're all making bad choices. I'm like, no, Jacob was an asshole. Bella made the choice that was right for her. And she feels guilty about it for some reason. Yeah, I really love Stephanie Meyer willfully misreading classics over and over again yeah. and then writing them into her vampire book. Uh, it's so crazy that she was allowed to publish these. <laughs> you know, Whatever. if these can get published, anything is possible. That's literally so true. Uh, Man. Yeah. I love bad literature, but not this bad. Holy shit. And Edward... <laughs> quotes Heathcliff at her it's so annoying because it's kind of it's kind of like it could be cute if he's like mocking it I know I cannot live without my life I cannot live without my soul and he's like you know if he's like cuddling her like tickling yeah and they're just being cutesy about it I would be like all right weird pull but like I get it but Bella's just like emo about it (laughs) I know and I think he is trying to make light of it and she's just like all sad about it and he's like okay well don't take it that seriously <laughs> no literally um, yeah because it, it totally he's like he's you know he's he's trying to smile and he's like pulling <sighs> closer and she's just like that's my point i'm horrible <laughs> and he's like this can we not do this <laughs> yeah and then she's like let's go see alice we're gonna ignore all of the bad stuff that happened and talk about weddings yay and i'm like so, is now the time <laughs> yeah like we're at the fucking end of a book uh, all right whatever we go and see alice and alice is fucking hyped because she gets to plan a wedding which Again, like, I think I do have, like, kind of mixed feelings on this, but I get Bella just wanting to let Alice do her thing. Yeah. As long as she isn't going to genuinely dislike the wedding. Like, I think she's kind of begrudgingly enjoying it is the sort of idea I get from it at this point, especially because she has her rules. Yep. Like, she's not going to let Alice go too over the top, but this is something that Alice loves to do. So, like, okay, why not? true. And, like, Bella just doesn't want to plan anything. So it's like, okay, well, if I don't have to do any of the stuff that I don't want to, like, 
Maybe it won't be so bad. And she does have veto on the guest list, so Alice can't make it 300 people. Yeah, for sure. Where she invites, Um, I guess, the entire school. Oh my god. How many people are even in Forks? Like seven. I don't know. It's like only the people we've met. No one else lives there. Yeah. Uh, Alice asks if she wants to see her dress. Which she's, of course, had for months, which is hilarious. Uh Uh-huh. I think it's... It's it's a pretty dress, I guess. I don't know. It's not really well described. No, it's not. I guess the point is, like, they're like, let's keep it a secret. Hee-hee. Yeah, I guess. And I do like that Bella, like, sort of plays with her and is like, ah, I see. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think she does... She does actually like it, right? Like, I can't really tell from the writing. Um, yeah, I'm... I mean... The, the honest thing is that she does sort of feel like, yeah, it, it, it is perfect for me and for who I am. And it's not like, right. you know, Alice just wanted her own dream and is living it out through Bella. Yeah. And she's like, and Bella is like, it's not, it's not her thing to be like obsessed with the way a dress looks. But she's like, yeah. okay, yeah, this is a good dress for me. This makes sense. Yeah. And she tells Alice that she's going to be her maid of honor, which is very cute. Yeah. I like it. Like, who else would it be, I guess? Well, the thing is, she does say, like, it's my Anne of Green Gables vision all over again. I don't remember what that is. Well. I don't remember what that was. That is a a book that is set. Well, I know what that is. Yeah, I know. It's just, like, it's her being, like, oh, it's so, like, you know, sort of quaint and old-timey because it's, like, (laughs) set back in, um, like, the 20s or something. Okay. Um, So it's a little bit, like, old? Yeah, it's old, and it's, like, you know, of an era, which she it's sort of... It's like that picture of Kim Kardashian in that country girl dress and the cowboy boots. Have you seen that? <laughs> yes! <laughs> yeah, it's like I, that. I love that. Um, but, yeah, it's it's basically her saying, like, oh, it's very vintage, which matches her vintage ring, because it's from Edward's mother. Right. Um, but, yeah. Okay. She does yeah, say... She, she's like, it's exactly right. You're a genius. So, you know... She did write. Yeah. I love a pretty description of a really pretty dress, so I'm very disappointed by this. But, like, maybe we'll get more of it when the actual wedding scene happens in the next book, question mark. So. Yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. I'm like, okay. Well, I especially. Hear, I hear I mean, satin. I hear lace is vintage. Yeah. I hear it's a white dress. because It doesn't wedding. describe, like, what is the shape? Are there sleeves? Is it strapless? Like, what does it look like? It doesn't give us anything. Um. It just says it's vintage. It's giving Anne of Green Gables. It's giving 1918. <laughs> it's giving Kim Kardashian and the country girl. Dress. Yes. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Um, after both of us, I mean, you rereading and me reading the Throne of Glass series, which takes very good effort to describe outfits really well, especially oh, yeah. dresses, especially formal wear. It's so disappointing when you're like, I cannot picture this. I don't know what it looks <laughs> yeah. like at all. Right. Like... Sarah J. Moss spends paragraphs describing dresses. Paragraphs. Like, oh my god. Like, you don't even know half of it. Like, you've read most of this one series of hers, but just wait till our Akatar podcast. Oh, for sure. I'm excited. Oh my I god. love it. It's... And she just always describes it in such wonderful brightness and color. And just, yeah. it's so vibrant and mm-hmm. vivid off the page. And so... And, like, a lot of her descriptions are like that. So, again, like, reading... Like, I know I say this, like, every episode right now, but reading <laughs> these books when I'm also reading some spicy, delicious Sarah J. Moss at the same time... It's is, like, such it's a, a letdown. It's a blow. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I can't wait to read tonight. 
except I have to read this awful book first. And Kim's like, oh no, what are you reading? And I'm like, fucking Eclipse, dum-dum. Because <laughs> <laughs> she told me we were going to record and then I immediately forgot. If you hadn't reminded me of that, I would have completely forgotten and taken a nap and we wouldn't be recording right now. Dead ass. Yeah, that's believable. Cam's been sleeping about every two hours the last week. <laughs> Listen, I didn't take a nap at all today, which is kind of crazy. Oh, which I keep saying today. is fair and valid because you got stabbed multiple times on the inside called surgery. Right. It is called surgery, supposedly. Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> <So they> say. <laughs> Um, But yeah, I I just miss outfit descriptions here because I actually love, like, especially in fantasy, to get that fantastical element of, like, an over-the-top beautiful gown. Because it's not just, like, restricted to, like, historical fashion. It's like, what if you had all of the resources in the world and all of the fabrics and it could just be, like, over-the-top gorgeous? Right. And also, like, what if it could be magical, too? Right. Like, exactly. <laughs> what if you could literally put magic into your dress? I mean, it sort of also gives me... Sparkly. It makes me think of even, like, Hunger Games. Um, yes. The fucking dress that, like, she twirls and it sets on fire and shit, right? Yeah. That's cool. And, like, That's fantastical elements. And yeah. And, and beautiful uh, design. And we just get... It's a dress. It's got vintage lace. Ugh. Okay. I mean, this is coming from the lady who wrote Khaki Skirt. What was it? I don't know. Um, Oh. I was going to say Ravishing, but he definitely didn't say that. That's way too... No, that's too sexual for him. It is. He said... I don't even know what he said. I wish I I could remember. We're going to get called out for not remembering the exact words. We'll remember in five minutes. I know. Something... I'm like, I'm, now I want to say like delectable. Which I know. I was true. thinking delectable Delicious. too. Delicious. Down. He was like downright something. Irresistible. I don't, uh. <laughs> something Watch ridiculous for a khaki skirt and a blue blouse. Right. Ugh, anyway. Anyway. What the fuck even happens in this book? <laughs> Um, Alice is happy and Edward is like, let's go to the meadow. And she's like, oh, I don't have to hide anymore. Let's go. And she picked August 13th as like the latest date that it can happen. So that way it'll be a month before her birthday. So she doesn't cut it too close and turn into a vampire when she's already 19. (laughs) Horrifying. Also, Esme is three older than Carlisle. (laughs) Yeah. Like, who gives a fuck? Bella? Jesus. Uh, Esme's a MILF. <laughs> that's what that Esme's means. Esme's a MILF. <laughs> and that's a fucking fact. Ain't so no Carlisle way Esme doesn't Car- have giant honkers. <laughs> <laughs> so Carlisle's 23 and Esme is 26. Big slay. I'm still older than both of them. It makes me upset. <laughs> yes. Um, I was going to say, I looked up the quote, and it's <laughs> utterly indecent. Indecent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's perfect, it right? <laughs> it is. Mm, floor-length khaki skirt. <laughs> yum, 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 yum. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, okay. Right. So, Esme's older, um, and she's like, age isn't really that important, and I just want to start living it. But I'm like, age must be somewhat important, because you specifically were like, I need to be a month ahead of my birthday, so you've got two months yeah. to make my wedding happen. She's like, I don't care, as she sets a date before yeah. her birthday. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But I do like that this choice that she makes where she's like, 
I do want Renee and Paul and Char- or Paul Phil Paul? <laughs> <laughs> and Charlie to be a part of this wedding. Yeah. Even if it's going to piss them off. And like, again, like, I think her feelings on marriage in general and her fear of telling her parents is super valid based on their experience. But at the same time, I think it's very smart to not keep her parents from that. Right. Because she's inevitably going to have to disappear into nothingness. Yeah. And it... It does give a final grand goodbye of like, let's all share our love for Bella. And Yeah. She talks about how it's sort of like a level of closure. And I think that's... And they'll know some part of the choice that she's making. Yeah. And even if they don't understand how big of a choice that is, it's still sharing that choice with them as much as she can. Yeah. And I think that's good. And then Edward says, deal's off. And I'm like, okay, why? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. He's like, you're not doing this to make yourself happy. You don't want it. You're just doing it to make everybody else happy. Um. Which is interesting. It is interesting because it's like, yeah, hasn't that been obvious the whole time? You gave her the ultimatum. So she's like, if I want have to get what I want, then I guess I'll give you what you want, even if it's not what I want. Like, right? Like, he but literally coerced her. Once she, right. But it's weird that once she decides that she's happy with it and finds a good compromise, right. then he decides to go fuck it up again. It's, it's like so uh, weird. Stephanie just wanted to, like make some more drama I know. and was like we're gonna have him take it back it's like okay and it also lasts for all of two pages yep like, it does it doesn't go anywhere yep and i he's love like, that okay. they said they're gonna give her morphine when they change her yeah <laughs> which is so smart like yeah carlisle would have access to morphine right and none of them had a choice in being turned so yeah they're like okay how can we make this like good and you know easier yeah easier uh yeah it's i just can't believe that he's like nope we're not doing this we're just gonna you know what well i'll i'll do it for you like we're gonna do it your way and do what you want uh we can do it whenever you want anyway want to have sex in this meadow real quick i know (laughs) wouldn't it be (laughs) wild if their first time was just like in the middle of a fucking field (laughs) you know then i would understand the whole hype around the meadow more right (laughs) Okay, fair enough. I, yeah. So then he starts to, like, make out with her. And he's gonna fuck her in the meadow. He's like, you want some fuck? Okay, I can give it to you. I can give you some fuck, is what Edward says to Bella. This 108-year-old virgin is like, it's my time. (laughs) I keep forgetting he's a virgin. What a loser. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's another thing I like about Throne of Glass. Like, our characters when you know the romance that i'm rooting for is kicking up they're like yeah yeah, yeah we've both done it like yeah that's not an no, issue there's no like but i'm a virgin <laughs> like, yeah fuck off no 40 year old virgins right no like i'm 150 year old virgin thing. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just tired of that as like a trope i guess and yeah and as like a, a stepping stone yeah. It's just not realistic to people really anymore. It's so not. <laughs> and like even um with characters who like and again I'm comparing to Sarah J. Moss, but like right. who haven't had a lot of sex or their sex wasn't good, 
they've still like they still like sort of get it like right like, okay, and they're like I've actively had, like, a I desire weird it tumbles yeah like like it wasn't anything to like brag about but like no. I understand and like the sex drive I understand this it's there like it's a human thing yeah and they're um, like I want it let's do it cool right let's make it a good time awesome and it's it's important but it's not so like all-encompassing important like it is in this book like (sighs) it doesn't have the moral um tones attached to it is really the thing right and i think this just is a bad way of talking and writing about sex especially when your target audience is teenage girls right like yeah you should be more chill about it like of course you don't want to be like entirely blasé about sex especially with a younger audience like you want to understand that, like that's a thing. It is an important thing, but it's not like the end all be all of like no, life. No, it's more like, and, like you should be. Has to be the most important thing in the world. Like right, it's more like if you're going to have sex as a teenager, it needs to be known that it's like you should feel safe with this person. You should feel like it's okay to say no to this person. You should both right. enthusiastically consent with each other. That's the thing that you want to convey. Not like it's a big choice because otherwise you're going to be impure. <laughs> Right, exactly. You're going to go to hell, Bella. <laughs> it's like, okay. Well, since um, I'm going to hell anyway, hottest <laughs> moment in Twilight. <laughs> it's so true, so true, so true. Uh, um, but yeah, and in this scene, she is not enthusiastically consenting. Nope. <laughs> She's realizing, oh, this actually isn't what I want. Which, like, I feel like this whole thing is weird, but I do like that we get her kind of internally being like, oh, I actually don't want this, not like this, not right now, and she stops it and they stop. Like, I like that that is shown. It does take a hot second, because she's like, I don't want this. No, not right now. Wait, wait, please. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, Edward, slow your roll. listen. (laughs) Like, I get it. Your marble dick is so hard right now. I know. Somehow. (laughs) Without blood. Blood. (laughs) Without Blade. Blade. <laughs> okay, Dracula. <laughs> anyway, she's Mom, like, I'm going to do it right in the right order. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I'm going to find okay. you and I'm going to kill you. <laughs> blade. And I'll suck your blade. Please do. <laughs> okay. Okay, smile. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she wants to do it responsibly with giving a good resolution and tie herself to him as like marriage, blah blah blah, and yeah, um, yeah. It's interesting because like, cause, like yeah, and I think it's hard. It's like because part of me is like, okay, cool, she's sort of finding her own boundaries, and part of me is like, hmm, she's only really doing this for Edward. But then part of me is like. She sort of also wants this, but wasn't sure what she wanted. Yeah. And now she's realizing it in a very messy way, which is kind of human. It is. And she's now realizing that, okay, this way that we are doing it. And even though I don't like that she calls it, like, the rules. Like, there are no rules. There aren't. Um, There are only rules that you want to make for yourself and boundaries that you want to set for yourself. So if those are boundaries she wants, that's great. But the way that she's like, I'm following the rules that save your soul is, like, kind of weird. It is. Um... I think, again, if this was better written, and it's not, you could almost (laughs) find that the sense of turmoil that she had about it, about, like, rushing it so much, may have been also, like, a, you know, I'm shutting down Jacob, so I'm gonna get turned, and then, you know, we don't even need to worry about this anymore. And now that she's finally ended it, she's like, 
huh, now I can think about my choice with Edward a little more. I think I do want to marry him. But you just don't get a big development of that because it's only happening in the last chapter. (laughs) Right. It's like, let's stuff this in the last chapter as like a bookend. Because she was in turmoil for like this whole book. It's true about various things. Um, Bestie was going through it. Yeah. So like there is a sense of like, well, now that I don't have to worry about Victoria, because that was also part of her motivation. She's like, yeah, there are people constantly after me and I'm always in danger. I want to be able to help. And now she's not. And she's like, oh, wouldn't it be nice if I actually did do this the very human way? That actually has appeal now that I'm not under duress, which Edward did point out. (laughs) He might have been right. Like, all right, fine. I suppose you're correct in some ways, ma'am. But we don't get enough of her angsting over this particular decision for it to feel like a turmoil of back and forth. What do I want? So it just sort of really falls flat. Yeah. And again, I also like, yes, she's under duress a lot in this book. But I also I don't love that this decision is sort of forced out of her in a moment of being under duress. Oh, it is. Being, you know, forced into like, you know, I mean, he stops eventually, but it is like a non-consensual like little sexual encounter that they have um where she's realizing and again it's very messy consent isn't always completely clear it's true but she's realizing that she she doesn't want this and it's and and it sucks that it has to be under duress and in a moment of of pressure where she's being however what he thinks is kindly and what she he thinks she wants yeah um it's still like a pressure to do a certain thing and she yeah. realizes that's not what she wants. Um, yeah. So it's still kind of... Su- and again, like, as we're saying, it's being pushed all into this last chapter, these last few pages. So, yeah. Like, uh, I feel I have, like, back and forth opinions on this. Like, I'm glad she came to the, a conclusion that sort of makes sense for her brain. But yeah. it also still feels like it's under duress and is still being very much influenced by it Edward. It feels like it's Stephanie Meyer's way of wrapping it up in a tight little bow of being like, and to make it an even better ending, Bella wants to get married, as she's supposed to. Yeah, as we all should. Yeah, that's really what it feels like. Is like She's like, yeah. oh shit, I have to still make Bella... Holy crow, I still have to make Bella want to get married. <laughs> Fuck, I had to do this in three pages. <laughs> I mean, she says, crap. Yeah. Poopy. <laughs> Dag nabbit. Dag nabbit. Um, I have to make Bella want to get married. But really, if we're analyzing it with like the author, it's je- definitely like, uh, oh right. The other thing is Bella should want to get married properly because that's the right thing to do. Because we're all Mormon here. Yep, we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is our good Mormon Twilight podcast. Yeah. If you guys didn't know, we've actually been Mormon the entire time. <laughs> 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 I can't even say that we've been close to a straight face. Oh, man. Imagine. Yeah. So it's time to tell Charlie. That's what we end on. Yeah. Which, again, like, I get that it's comedic effect. And I do see the appeal of the comedic effect. But it's also like, ugh, bad, violent male parent. Like, this sucks. (laughs) I know. It's like, good thing you're bulletproof. Right. Because he might run through you with a fucking shotgun. Like, (laughs) it's like, you could, we could have the... I don't know. It's hard because this book makes you do the work of understanding that Charlie has trauma tied to young marriages and he doesn't want that for his daughter. And he's going to be averse to this decision, regardless of who it is, but especially because he doesn't really like Edward. But like the fact that this book makes you do the work instead of 
I don't know. Like, there's a difference between something being implied in a book and just some and using the cheap way out, which is what this book does. Um, yeah. Where it's just like, oh, ha ha, protective dad's going to shoot the boyfriend. Like, right. That's, it doesn't that's... do anything where Bella's like, I understand because, you know, he like she could think herself like, oh, well, Charlie's just really hesitant because, you know, he, he's been lonely ever since Renee left all those years ago. And, you know, I'm doing the right. same thing now. Like, no, she, there's no reflection about that. <laughs> yeah. We and, have and, the opportunity like, We're inside like... Bella's head. She could just think about it. I like a book that makes you do heavy lifting, but this is too light of lifting for me to have to do entirely by myself, if that makes sense <laughs> to you. Does that make any sense? Like, it does. This should be something that can be, like, written in, and then that gives me opportunity to pull deeper things from the book. But instead, yes. I just have to take this surface level thing and find the one find layer Find something down. interesting about it. <laughs> right. Like, a, a fucking... I'm reading Throne of Glass right now, okay? All these paragraphs I'm sending you of, like, the earlier books and talking about... I'm like, oh, this is such a good part because this relates to later and all of this stuff. And it's just so good what this is saying in this paragraph where it's not even really talking about this. But if you look at it with the context of later or earlier, it totally is, like, so much deeper than right. that. Like, it's that's so the much, stuff I want from books. It's so much I don't set want up to for something that gets, the, yes, paid off later. Whereas this is, like, we're not getting payoff ever. Yeah. And like, yeah. And, and it just, yeah, it just sucks. <laughs> like, I'm just getting dialogue and yeah, one thought, maybe. Like, <laughs> we finish a book and I think, why are we here? <laughs> right. Like, like, how has this gone on still? Like, why aren't we done? Yeah, it's the difference between like here, I'm extrapolating, okay, Charlie has this trauma that we already know about and that we've sort of mentioned before, but just isn't really being brought up versus like, uh, for example, I sent you those paragraphs of like different characters looking at a main character and the way that they talk about her being, being very just exemplifies how they see her and how they live in the world and how they her. see the world. Right. right. So it's, and it's one so character cool. and multiple people <laughs> analyzing her and thinking about her and even though it's the same person that they're thinking about, they see her in completely different ways because of their perspectives. And it's very interesting. Yeah. And you get you get the deep down in the paragraph, but then you also, I as a reader, get to extrapolate onto how this person is seeing this person's sleeping face. Like, they see her in the exact same position, in, like, the exact same way, and they see her completely differently. And it's so fascinating for me to then extrapolate and think about how I, like, relate to it and I see it in the world of the book. And it's just so much more fun to have, to be able to like do yeah, that. And for then like using that analysis. to, yeah. And using that to then say later on in the series that, you know, uh, becomes even a bigger factor for how right. they do like for their actions later on. You're like, Oh, mm -hmm. it was already hidden in this little nugget very early on. It was yeah. there the whole time. And it just like got bigger and bigger. And mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm, just, mm -hmm. yeah, there's nothing here where we're like, oh, that, that's really become an issue now. It's really coming to the forefront. Like, no, yeah. it's not. We, if you can't tell, we really want to start our Akatar podcast we like do. now. <laughs> Honestly, though, here's the thing is like, I'm so excited for Breaking Dawn because it's so weird. <laughs> it's a weird book. I'm excited. I'm excited to be done with this. I'm excited to watch the movie, honestly. Yeah. And it's going to be, it's just going to be good. Okay, let's finish yeah. the epilogue. Let's go home. Let's go home. Let's finish. Um, yeah, so Jacob that Black. Much ends, that ends Bella's perspective, and we get the epilogue, which is called Choice, and it's from Jacob Black's perspective. 
Which, great. Fun. I guess. Yeah, I'll take it. It's something new. Yeah, but it's, like, so not fun because he sucks the whole time. Oh, God. Yeah. So he's being angsty somewhere, and Leah's like, you gotta, like, chill with this. Can you see my perspective? And he's immediately, like, it's so annoying how she's annoying and therefore not pretty anymore. And it's like, holy yeah. shit, we're just doing this right off the bat. So he's, he says, like, so Leah's basically nagging him about And she's, like, sort of trying to talk to him about it. But she's also very pissy. And, like, I get it. She's not handling things well. Sure. And yeah. Jacob is says, I remembered back to when I used to think that Leah was pretty, maybe even beautiful. <sighs> that was a long time ago. No one thought of her that way now except for Sam. He was never going to forgive himself like it was his fault that she'd turned into this bitter harpy. So that is directly correlating her physical beauty to, like, her bitterness and her, like, like personality. But not even just personality, but just, like, her emotions. To, yeah, her emotions. And, like, because that's the way she expresses her emotions and because she's going through it, instead of, like, being, like, this is a hurt person, he's, like, God, she's just not hot anymore. What's up with that? Also, he tells <laughs> her to sucks. jump off a cliff. <laughs> Right. Like, okay, that's helpful. Yeah. Um, but she's trying to give advice because she's like, do you not understand? Like, I've literally been through this. Like, I'm, I went through this. I'm still going through it every day. Right. Because, like, she was with Sam and Sam left her for Emily. And now Jacob has been left, quote unquote, left. They were never together for yeah. Bella choosing Edward. Like, she's like, I can give you advice at least. And he's like, can I pretend to listen so you'll leave me alone? He's such a teenager. <laughs> right. And then he's also like, like, she's also saying that I can give you advice. And also, can you understand why this is confusing for me? Because I'm reliving these emotions. Yes. And we have a big gay moment where she dreams about kissing Bella. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, slay. <laughs> Go off, queen. Hello. I love the implications of this. Like, does that mean that, like, other people are thinking, like, I don't know. Like, I want to know what dreams they're having. Are they having dreams of each other's shit? Like, that's interesting. It's so fat. Like, that's so crazy how aggressively connected the brains are. Right? I just, like... interesting. Are... Is everybody else dreaming about kissing Bella? Like, that's embarrassing. That's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And, like... If that's the case, are we also all dreaming about kissing Emily and having right? babies with her? Like, oh my god! <laughs> and also dreaming about Leah kissing Sam? Question mark? Like, yeah. Question like, mark. What's happening here? Weird incestuous yeah. wolf energy going on right Very now. Very much so. <laughs> you know, it's sort of like dog breeding. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Adopt, don't shop, besties. Exactly. (laughs) So Um, Leah's like, she's going to marry that thing. Get over it. Move on, boy. (laughs) Like, yeah. And she's like not being the most sensitive. She's not. he wasn't at all sensitive to her either. He was like, she's just like this bitter harpy bitch. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) he just like, he's just such a douchebag. He just fucking sucks. Yeah. Um, cause he's, and he makes, it's annoying cause sometimes he makes like a point that is kind of decent. Like he's like, how do you, how do you think we feel looking at Sam through your eyes? It's like weird. 
Um, that means they're all having gay dreams about Sam. Just saying. Slay. Like that's what that's what I was getting at. I'm like, if they're dreaming about uh, Bella, for sure because of Leah, they're dreaming about Sam. Yeah, I understand. We all have dreamed about getting topped by Sam, right? Yes, obviously. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it just fucking sucks that he like is like saying it really slowly and like emphasizing each word like she's dumb which is just so nasty and has yeah. just, like just many implications especially with a word he uses in a couple of fucking pages that we're gonna have a conversation about oh for sure <laughs> um, so yeah. eventually he pisses off leah enough that she goes away which good for her like it sucks that he was such a douchebag but like she does not need to fucking deal with that like, she's no. not going about it in the best way, but she still is, to an extent, trying she, to like, help. When she, like, she followed him shouldn't. for a reason. She could have just left. Right, exactly. Ugh. I don't know. What even happens next? Um, Jacob is angsting, um, and he could live with this, the agony of her choosing someone else. Um, but it's the fact that she's going to be a vampire. Exactly. Which, like, I do get. Like, he talks about how like smelling her would make her his instinct want to kill her yeah which is like that does suck yes but you suck so much that i don't care (laughs) yeah yeah sorry and he wants to change at the time but he's like oh great leah's already running now i don't want to share her thoughts fuck (laughs) yeah he he cussed under his breath (laughs) okay tough guy yeah yeah he talks about how he has to wear a sling to put off the idea that he had a motorcycle accident. Yeah. And he calls it the R word. Yep. Which is such a fucking like, that what is... the fuck just happened? That was such a crazy smack in the face. Of, like, I know. It really it takes you right out of the time. moment. Yeah. It really puts this book in a time and a place oh, it does. and an energy of a type of person. And I do think that this, like, I when was this published? Uh, like, 2010 or something like that? I forget now, honestly. But it's around there when people use that word a little more. Still was never an okay thing to say. Of but course not. But people still used it more. But no, it was I've 2007. Never... Okay. Even even more, like, Yes, even I, more I of the time. I see why that has been used. Still sucks. Still shouldn't be yep. said. Um, but we also have never seen this word in the books before. And the right. fact that we only get it when, when we're in Jacob's, Jacob's POV is so fucking telling of right. what a little douchebag asshole teenage boy he is. I know. Yeah. It's like, I don't like this word and I wish it wasn't used. And I am 90% sure that Stephanie Meyer didn't really think about it as much as I'm thinking about it right now. But it is so perfect that he's the only person who uses this right word. like on like, one it hand makes i'm like so much sense yeah on one hand i'm like oh it makes it sound more in character and that's like how teenagers of that time definitely were talking i mean i went to high school in the time of haha that's so gay that's so gay right. are you gay that's gay like left and right i did mm-hmm. it um so like this i'm like that makes so much sense but also she could have used that word through the entire series and it only showed up for jacob right and it's like, and, and you know what, like, I will give her credit. You know what? I think she probably did it somewhat on purpose. Yeah. Not necessarily that she thinks no, that I, it's I don't think bad. She like, 
Right, or that she refrained from using it for any particular reason. Like, I won't give her that much credit, but no, I will but say that she did she choose it made for Jacob. Choice. Yeah. Yeah, she made a choice to include it when in Jacob's head, which I think is super fascinating. And, like, I don't like it, but I, 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 I don't like it. I don't like that it's there, no. but it makes sense for him as a character. So yeah. I will give her, like, an amount of, of semi-props. I think the like, thing... I see why. Right. The thing to note is that at the time, you know, there wasn't the big sort of, I don't know, awakening of, like, people realizing that the R-slur was, like, not to be used and it was a slur. Um, yeah. So she's not like, oh, my God, I'm going to make him say a slur. She's like, oh, I'm going to make him use some sort of crude language because that's Jacob. That's, right. you know, he swears and stuff. That's all that was thought about it. Yeah. Um, but and, it is unfortunate just, to read it now and be like, "Ooh, yeah. God, it like right, jump scared me. You, <laughs> it literally jump scared me. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. But yeah. So that happens. And I deal with that for about a page of reading. Yeah. <laughs> and then basically Jacob goes home and Billy's there avoiding talking about something. But eventually Billy is like, we got a wedding invitation in the mail. Uh huh. <laughs> And it has another note inside that's specifically addressed to Jacob. Yeah. And it's from Edward. And it's it's in a beautiful font. (laughs) Of course, as it always is. He's just so beautiful. (laughs) Also, it's on, um, he says, Bella had nothing to do with this card. Stiff paper. It's expensive and fancy. It has little petal printed pages. Bella didn't even pick this. Who cares? Like... And it's like, okay, you can have a wedding planner. Like, maybe she liked it. I don't know. <laughs> right. Like, who gives a fuck? Like, it's a fun wedding. Like, ugh. Whatever. And, yeah. So then the the piece of thick ivory paper is folded inside. And it's Edward being like, I'm... She didn't really want to send this to you because she was afraid of hurting you. But I think you have a right to be there if you want it, basically. Um, so basically Jake gets, uh, an invite to the wedding. <laughs> yeah. And then he almost breaks the table. We love Slay. men breaking furniture when they're angry. We don't. We hate yeah, it. Yeah, we, we don't. We hate it, but it's pretty funny, kind of. <sighs> Especially because Billy's like, Jacob, we just have the one table. <laughs> like, that is funny. <laughs> also, you know what? I'm not done. It's the fact that Jacob uses the R slur when his father is in a wheelchair. You know? No, exactly. Like, the fucking blatant... Because, uh, like, the average teenage idiot boy might not really understand that in that time and place. But, like, his... Uh, anyway. He's like, I'm wearing a <laughs> sling, arsler. And it's like, Jacob, your father's in a wheelchair. Like, and has been, like, your entire life. Right. Like, you should... This has, should have been trained out of you fucking forever ago. That's, anyway. yeah, I just, I, I read Billy's name again, and I was like, no, I'm not done. No, that's that's so true. I didn't even think about that. Like, you're so right. Like, of all the people who could say that, like, come on. Yeah. Ugh, nasty. Get nasty. Which is Stephanie Meyer's, like, issue, right? Because she just thought, right. haha, teenage boy. And it's like, right. no, like, Crude you language. can't. Right, that language is not good, not acceptable for one thing, and definitely would not be set, like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's like, all right, yeah, swing and a miss. 
Uh, a lot for of sure. Things are yeah. in this book series. You know what these this book series is really missing is you know mm. people left and right saying that's so gay. You know what? <laughs> that's of so the times. Right. I I mean I can't believe that Jacob didn't tell Leah she was gay for imagining. I know gay. he just said like uh, speak of gender confusion, which I was <laughs> which like. Is, Okay. <laughs> I'm like, she's not confused about her gender. She's confused about her sexuality. Get it right. Yeah, like, you're really fucking up this one guy. <laughs> uh, so, Jacob gets so pissed that he just, like, goes and runs into the woods and uh, transforms, and he just feels more free in this um, form. His but boys are like, sorry, yeah. wait for us. We're going to come. And he's like, leave me alone. I'm angsting. <laughs> yeah. And Sam does something that I think is very cool, where he, as, like, the head of the pack, commands them all to let him go and to phase back into humans. And he's like, Embry, I know you're far away. I'll come pick you up. <laughs> Which I think is funny. He's like, going okay, into dad in mode. <laughs> um, and he just says, come home when you can. And then he yeah. leaves, too. And I'm sure he has, like, put down... You know, when, as soon as he sees them in person, he'll put down a rule like, don't phase until Jacob's back. Let's just give him space. Or at least um, until he's, like, out of range. Because basically he's like, I'm going to give Jacob this gift of being alone with his thoughts as well. Yeah. Being able to be in, like, your more most, like, primal state and being able to not have everyone listening to you. Right. Which is like, you know what, Sam? You're a good guy. Yeah. You're doing okay. Uh, and yeah. He has a just... I am one with nature moment. <laughs> Big, big, big sleigh. <laughs> he's like, um, warrior cats mode activated. No, literally. He's going to go find Thunderclam. Uh, I just heard Liv laughing, and I don't know if they're laughing at what I just said, but it... I... <laughs> well, they just said no, so never mind. Uh, Liv doesn't... I heard them laughing, though. Too bad Liv doesn't find you funny. They yell. I'm like, thank you. I'm funny. <laughs> mm, thank you. I'm so funny and pretty. <laughs> Um, so, and this book ends with Jacob just running into the woods and saying he's letting Jacob Black disappear behind him. And I wrote, thank God. Yeah. Great. <laughs> we won't hate miss this you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And that's that book. Oh, we did it. We, we did, did it. it. That was, that was a book. That was a yeah. long fucking book. <laughs> I feel like I've been sitting with this book for a really long time yeah um i had fun but i'm also like god damn thank god that's over and i get to watch another movie uh-huh 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 <sighs> all right uh let's anything else you want to say on this book uh i do have to run out of here pretty soon so we'll do a quick little wrap up honestly i'm just happy that we're done like it lost interest <laughs> to me as soon as the fight was over <laughs> right like uh, I, I feel that's a big flaw of these books generally yeah. where we just once the big fighting action scene is over, the wrap-up chapters just aren't good. And they don't end on good cliffhangers. Yeah. Because they don't have to end on big action, but I feel like series, especially like fantasy series, should end on a good cliffhanger. Right. Yeah. Of some extent. And I think that creates retention and creates people getting hyped for your next book getting yeah. released. Yeah. It's just like ending it on this. It's like, mm, we're going to have a wedding. There's not really any more issues left, except, like, maybe the Volturi. Like, that's what I assume is going to be coming up in the next book if they don't turn her fast enough. They could have just... Um, they really could have ended, like, very quickly after the fight was over. Like, you don't need, you know, so many steps down. Like, a book structure is typically, like, slow step up to the climax, 
quick slide down at the end. Yeah. You wrap that right. up, that shit up fast. Because you don't want to have your reader sitting in a really boring place for a lot of the end of the book. Because you're like, I know I'm at the end. I know there's no more climax to happen. I don't care anymore. Yeah, we get it. Like, if you're not going to make me come again, what's the point? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We just saying. said climax a lot, and I'm like, hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it, it makes sense. <laughs> but I'm excited to watch the movie. I'm excited to start Breaking Dawn. Uh, yeah. Oh, but too. we have to we have to do the little other book in between. Yeah, we do have to do the, the little other book. I don't want to spend too much time on it. I think it's interesting, but I don't think we're going to have like a chapter by chapter like, you know. Cuz it's not even broken up into chapters from what I understand either. It's not broken up into chapters, yeah. It's yeah. just So one it'll probably story. be in like two parts. Um yeah. We'll do that in a couple of episodes, bang that one out. We'll also yes. watch the movie. Yes. Get a movie commentary up on our Patreon if you want to check that out. Um, that'll definitely be coming soon. Hell yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much it for now. Um, new patrons to welcome. Uh, we've got... This is... I don't remember if we thanked this person before, but it was a while ago and we recorded a while ago. Johnny Juicebox. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah, Johnny Juicebox. <laughs> and also, thank you, Tiffany, for joining. Thank um, you, thank you, thank you. That is really funny. I just, I'm like, I surely would have remembered if we thanked Johnny Juicebox Yeah, Juice we Box definitely already. didn't say Johnny Juicebox, but I am obsessed with that name. <laughs> That's it just so like rolls funny. off the tongue. No, it really does. Nice I just want to say it all the time. <laughs> Johnny Juicebox. It's <laughs> my stage name now. Oh, that's so funny. Okay. Um, yeah, that uh, is the end of this episode and the end of this book. Finally. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to our master vampires. We have Gwen, Stephen, Emily, Thea, Dana, and Dan. <laughs> and Dan. <laughs> We're allowed to say it like that because we know him. We do know him. <laughs> uh, Dan, I guess. Uh, he's an idiot. <laughs> love you. He, we love him. He'll never listen to this. Nope. <laughs> nope. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next time for some movie content. Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Unbitten. If you want to get in contact with us, follow us on Twitter at UnbittenPod or subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash UnbittenPod. And for now, the rest is still Unbitten. Bwah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs>